You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fishing, well, that'll be the focus of this morning's program. Hope you did. We'll take a look at the weather forecast and at the graves for you fishermen. We'll tell you all about that. Well, we had a couple of our field reporters uh, traded their their fishing rods and reels for shotguns this week. We made a quail hunt up at Crane Creek Hunting Preserve in Poplarville, Mississippi, with Jeff Brule, our freshwater fishing reporter, and our Born on the Bayou captain, Mike Gallo. We'll tell you how that went. Uh, Also, we got some action for you from that hunt. If you go to my Facebook page, just check it out and look at our last posting, and you'll see some of the results of our quail hunt. Great opportunity up there, and you can go, too. We'll give you more details about that. Well, the rainbow trout are stocked and waiting for you. Our Bayou Wild TV crew was there at one of 16 public fishing areas with bank fishing accessibility, and uh, we witnessed 400 pounds of some pretty good-sized rainbow trout being released into the Burbank Pond over in Baton Rouge. But that's just one of areas across the state, and i got to tell you, the fish were biting. Uh, several were caught right as soon as the fish were released, and there's still plenty to go around. We'll give you the details on that coming up. Have you ever heard or saw a Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, whatever you want to call it? Well, one of our listeners said she did, and she recorded some sounds. We're going to let you hear it, and you be the judge if it is, in fact, a Bigfoot. Well, we also had four men come to Louisiana uh, from Florida. They came to one of our best public duck hunting areas in Louisiana, down at Pasalute, below Venice. And they killed quite a few ducks. But they also broke almost every law possible doing it. And they are now this week's Bad Boys of the Outdoor Story. That's coming up later on. And we also welcome your text messages uh, coming in with your reports, fishing or hunting, comments, questions, we welcome those at our text line, 504-260-1870. Sorry, we can't take any photos, uh, but you can send those to me at my email address. Just go to my webpage, dontheoutdoorsguy.com, and look under the contact button, and you can shoot me an email if you prefer to do that. And we'll also tell you about an event you can be part of and compete against Captain Ryan Lambert's harem shooting team yes that's coming up next month we'll give you all the details you need on that let's take a look at that weather picture uh a lot of sunshine today but that's about the extent of the good news the bad news is offshore west winds get this 20 to 25 knots 8 to 12 foot seas for all intents and purposes offshore fishing is out this weekend even tomorrow going to be 15 to 20 in rough conditions there on the inside uh, outside tomorrow, northwest winds 10 to 15. Sea still going to be hanging between that 5 and 8 foot, so forget about it. But inside tomorrow going to be much better. West wind 5 to 10, light, smooth, but you're going to be dealing with some dirty water conditions and possibly some very low water conditions because we have a 1.3 tide range, which is considerable, 
And when we get those west-northwest winds, it's like pulling the plug out. We don't have the marsh to hold the water back in. So that is certainly going to be a consideration. Be careful if you're going to be out there. Might want to time your trip a little bit later on, too, if you're going to be fishing on the inside. Uh, the Mississippi River jumped up on us, but is starting to fall a little bit. 10.2 on the New Orleans gauge. And around the area, the lake temperatures vary from 51 to 55 degrees. Uh, not cold enough to shut down the trout bite. You can still get them if you can get to them with these windy conditions and find some water. You may have to bring your own. All right, we come back after this. We'll check in with Robbie Campo. That's one of the areas that's uh, very adversely affected by strong northwest winds. We'll get a reading on the tides for him, what the fishing was like this week, and what the prospects are for the weekend and the coming holiday, Monday. A lot of people are going to be off. Might be a good day to go fishing then. We'll be right back with two hours of the stuff you and I love to talk about each and every Saturday morning. We do it right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we start off our fishing reports at Shell Beach in St. Bernard Parish with Robbie Campo at Campo's Marina. And, uh, Robbie, I, I guess we could talk about how good or bad the fishing was all week, but we really need to talk about today because, man, we got some brutal conditions going to be out there today. Not so much from the rain or cloudy standpoint, but uh, some pretty cold temperatures are starting. That wind chill is going to be miserable, and maybe people need to bring their own water if they're going to launch down there today. What's it looking like? <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll start it off with this, Don. The water is very low. Um, we have a southwest wind blowing, which is going to blow it out. Um, typically, if you have a, wet, a, a northwest wind or a north wind, it would, it would be piling it up on this side of the lake with the dam in place like it is now. It piles it up on the side of the lake. But we have a southwest wind blowing. It's going to blow it out of here. Um, uh, be very, very, very careful if today is your day to fish. Um, know where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, I would advise you to get a CETO membership. I don't get anything out of this for saying this. <laughs> Christian is a good friend of mine, but it's the best money. It's the best thing money could buy right now, I promise you, uh, um, is have a CETO membership because uh, there will be a lot of stuck people. Do not use the Spalls Canal today. You will get stuck on the other end. I promise you. The water is going to—it's low and it's falling. So, if you want to go to the Long Rocks and go do the Sheephead Meat Hall, take take the Bayalalucha route and go through Baker's and go out by uh, go out through Baker's Canal and go out through Bayalwa. Um, they have been catching some uh, some some um, sheephead out there by the Long Rocks. Um, we're going to have we're going to have windy conditions. I think until around twelve one o'clock, and then it's it's going to diminish down a second. That's that's what I watched on the weather um, yesterday evening. Now, if that's going to happen, I really don't know. You can't go by the can't really go by the weather. You just got to see how how it all plays out. Um, Donna, you know, if you're coming down this way this morning and you want live shrimp, I would stop at Bait Inc. Uh, our live shrimp were very lethargic and they did not make the cold the cold night. So uh, our live shrimp didn't make it. So if you want live shrimp this morning, stop at Bait Inc. or call some of your local uh, marinas around here and see if they have some. We we don't. Um, uh, if you're going to go fishing this morning, find clean water. Behind the dam had clean water. It's just going to be tough to get to it because because of the low tide conditions. Um, you know, uh, but if you want to go fishing marsh bass up along the Mr. Go. They've been catching plenty of bass along up the Mr. Go. Stay in the deeper channels. 
the old pipeline that goes behind the old refinery right here in Wyclosky, uh gas plant. We caught plenty of bass in there. Um, uh, if you're going to go try some freshwater catfish, stay in the deep bodies like St. Marlowe and the deeper turns, and fishing with dead shrimp on the bottom is all you need. You know, not many trout caught this week, Don. It was just a, it was just a really, really, really tough week for fishing. Um, I hate giving a report like that, but you know, it's January, and that's that's just the nature of the beast. So, um, you know, January is a really tough month. You know, sometimes for fishing, and this one seems to be one of those times when it's just tough. So, you know, it's, but I I still think you could catch something if today is your day to fish. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think I would let it warm up. I'd let the sun come up, let it warm up, because it, the water temperatures I checked this morning are still at 52 degrees. It's you know, it's it's not terrible, but hey, if the left come see us, and you know, we'll get you parked and we'll get you going. And you know, we do have dead shrimp, so if uh, if you want to use that, come on down and see us. We we'll be waiting for you. Robbie, next weekend, the duck season in Biloxi Marsh and most of the around your area in that coastal zone wraps up. What are duck hunters telling you? Is, is there any birds in the Biloxi Marsh right now besides uh, maybe a few teal and dogree? Well, we did have a little t- uh, a little bit of push of ducks come down with this last front, Don. Um, it's it's not anything great, but uh, they did have they did see some ducks. I had, as a matter of fact, I got some friends of mine uh, went out on a one of the shrimp boats and went and stayed out there. They're, they're hunting this weekend, um, and, they, and they did see some birds yesterday. So um, I, I wish them luck this morning. It, you know, and again, they, they were like, well, we're, we don't know if we're going to be able to get to the ponds because the water's so low, but these guys are some diehards, so they, <laughs> I, think they'll, I think they'll be just fine. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they did see some ducks come down this week. Um, they went and took a ride, and um, and they saw they saw quite a few birds. So up in that up in that Biloxi, in that heart of that Biloxi Marsh around Goose Flat area, back of Stump Lagoon. So um, yeah, I would say you know had a little bit of flush of birds. You usually don't get them down here, Don, until the season closes. But you know, <laughs> then then Marsh is full. You know, <laughs> but, right, uh, right. You know, but the laws are the laws, and it closes on the twentieth of January for a reason, I believe. So. Um, the end of the Jan- 20th of January, it closes? 24th, I, I don't even next know Sunday. Day. 24th, okay. 24th, next Sunday, next Sunday, next Sunday yeah. Yeah, so, so you got a whole nother week. So, uh, yeah, you know, they did see some birds. And, you, you know, you go in there in February, you, you'll see, you know, February 1st, you'll see the sky turn <laughs> black with them. So, you know, that's just that's just the way it is, you know. So, But, uh, yeah, they did have some birds come down this week and, so if you want to go try that Biloxi Marsh, go get up in the heart of it because that's where they're at. Glad to hear that. Robbie, thanks for the report. We appreciate it as always. If somebody wants to give you a call for any more information, give them the telephone number at the marina there. Well, you can call us at area code 504-239-6377, or you can call us at area code 504-239-5165. And my condolences to your shrimp this weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, recently deceased. <laughs> yeah, well they they can still do like some that. good. They can still they can still do, do some good from their watery grave. Thank you, Robbie. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. All right. All right there Bye-bye. he goes. Right. Robbie Campo down at Campo's Marina. Great guy. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Kirk Stancil will travel to the other end of the state. Let's find out what's happened around Big Lake. Hackberry Rod and Gun reports in next. 
right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, hopefully uh, Captain Kirk will be with us uh, in just a few moments, and we'll get that report from you from out in the West Louisiana area. But we'll get to our text messages before that. Uh, I got this one coming in. Attention, residents of Lafitte, Barataria, Crown Point. There's a food distribution today at Jules Nunez Seafood Pavilion starting at 10 a.m. Remember to thank God for making all this possible. So thank you for bringing that to our attention. That's going to be uh, 10 a.m., Jules Nunez Seafood Pavilion Distribution Center. All right, here's another one, a question. When cleaning a hog at the camp, do I need to keep anything attached to it after cleaning it? Like with ducks, you leave wings on to know what kind it is. Uh, no, not to my knowledge, there is nothing you need to do with a hog. Hogs are considered a nuisance quadruped and uh, pretty much open season on them, open game, and no restrictions on bag limits or uh, sizes or anything like that. So not necessary to keep anything attached. You can cut the wings off every hog you get. All right, here's another one. Good morning, Don. Low water equaled a beautiful box of trout down in Hopedale this past Thursday. Live shrimp on the bottom in deep water was the ticket. That's not surprising. I have another one. Uh, that's from our buddies at uh, Team Lastall. And let's see. Here's one. Good morning, Don. i got a question for you. I have heard that at the Sherburne WMA, they put out a few hog poison bait sites, and three black bears were found dead from eating the poison meant for the hogs. Have you heard this, or has it been reported? Thanks. Uh, I have not heard it. Uh, excuse me. I don't think it's been reported. And when you say they, did you mean just some people who are users on the WMA or actually the wildlife and fisheries managers? But I have not heard that, and I'm sure that would have been out if that were the case. Uh, what I do know about poisoning hogs, they're still experimenting with that as a means of, of, of rat trying to control them. And some of the poisons that they use, how they do this, I don't know, but they're working on it where it will only affect hogs and not any of the other wildlife. That is, of course, the major concern with putting that out. But if anyone else has heard anything on that, and I will keep my uh, my radar open to see if there's anything more about that. All right, here's one. Good morning, Don. We went into the Fowl River, F-O-W-L River, and caught some white trout and speckled trout. My dear departed Uncle Jim, who, by the way, is the one that got us listening to your show. Well, thank you, Uncle Jim, in the big fishing pond in the sky for that. He always looked forward to fall, winter river fishing. Now, my kids are getting into it as well. Love your show. Have a great day. That's the Irish coon ass. Well, thank you so much for that. And that's our, our third generation now beginning to listen to this radio show. At any rate, uh, Fowl River, I'm not familiar with that, F-O-W-L. Where exactly is that, or is it known by another name? And we have the uh, Mad Trucker is also checking in with us this morning. And <laughs> here's one. <laughs> oh, I love this audience sometimes. they got some uh, good sense of humor. It says, maybe the state will declare Mr. Campos' shrimp died of COVID, LOL. All right, here we go. Um, let's see. Uh, did you see the video with that guy talking about effort and why and how he stops the ducks before they get to Louisiana? When are our senators going to get involved to stop this mess? We have a crisis. Thanks, Don. Uh, I've been saying that for several years now. Uh, and, yeah, you can go online and you can see what's being done. Uh, they say it's uh, in keeping with the law that it is legal to uh, flood unharvested corn and attract and hold ducks and the migration in my time that I've been hunting ducks, which is probably over 50 years now, I've never seen it as bad for as long in all kind of conditions. And 
there's something to that. Uh, we are going to be talking with a biologist from Delta Waterfowl. Uh, most of the conservation organizations and the agencies are, are blaming uh, Louisiana and the other southern states' lack of migrating ducks on weather conditions, not population numbers or uh, anything else like that. But uh, they are going to actually put telemetry devices, radio tracking devices on ducks and track their migration or lack of migration. I think that might shed some light. And we're going to have him on. I've been waiting to get him on until duck season's over because a lot of you duck hunters are going to be out there when we would have him on. And I want you to be sure and hear that. So that will be coming up in the coming weeks. But you're right. Uh, duck hunting in Louisiana and many other states, uh, Mississippi, uh, Alabama, even Texas, they're wondering where are the ducks. And, yeah, there's some stuff on the Internet you can you can see it's happening. All right, here's one that sent me an email about the large croakers being caught in Bayou Desalmas. Any comments from Chris? Yeah, Chris, I was going to bring that up since you sent me the email. Thank you for that. I have never heard of bull croakers, an amount like 30 at a time, being caught out of Lake Desalmas uh, and Bayou Desalmas. That's uh, a pretty much a, a fresh and brackish water, more fresh than brackish. Uh, redfish were, have been pretty common in there. And... Um, to get up that far with croakers, I don't know what was going on there. But if anybody else has caught croakers or heard of croakers being caught in there, let us know because it's maybe something, uh, a new trend. All right, we'll be going to be back with uh, more of these text messages. And the way to get them here is just simply take your phone and dial us up at 504-260-187. Questions, comments, we love to hear it. Also, if you got a report, if you did well in fishing or hunting, we'd love to hear from you. It's what we do on Saturday mornings. We're back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And uh, we just got a uh, duck report phoned in from a listener named Mary who said that she drove home yesterday. She saw uh, Buku, I don't know how many, ducks in Lafreniere Park. And I'm assuming you know, there's always uh, some tame ducks, mallards and stuff that, that you see, maybe some Muscovies. That's those ones with all the, the, the big red globs on their bill. And some of them are black, some of them are white. But I think what she's referring to is probably those Mexican whistlers. And those are wild ducks. And that is a species that has become invasive. Uh, their, their range really didn't extend this far north. But I guess with the changes in in temperatures and, and, and also the habitat, uh, those ducks now are here in huge numbers. And when they gang up, uh, they gang up. And and what happens is uh, they'll people will feed them. And once you start feeding ducks, uh, they, they learn that, and they keep coming back and back. But um, I'm sure that's what that was, Mexican whistling ducks. They're uh, a South American bird. This is the, their furthest northern range, and uh, a lot of them leave, but we've got more and more of them that are staying here, just like a lot of other things like the nutria and invasive carp. Once they find their way here, apple snails, they, they don't want to leave once they drink the, the bayou water. Anyway, thanks for that report, Mary. Uh, we also have some text messages. I'll get back to those. Also tell you about a competition, a sporting clays competition that uh, you can compete against none other than the famous Captain Ryan Lambert's harem shooting team. We'll tell you all about that. But first, we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And, yes, for those of you who asked, uh, the Mexican whistler is a legal bird to take during the season. Uh, it becomes part of your six-duck daily limit, and there's no limit on how many of those 
in that six you can take. And uh, they're, pretty, they're not bad. They're pretty much the same eating as most of your ducks. All right, here's one that says, a text message. Don, I have listened to your show for years. I have a question. How old were you when you developed the love for Louisiana nature and wildlife? Well, i got to tell you, it goes way back. I'm talking about mm, single digits, maybe 8, 9, 10. And I grew up in in a suburb, okay? I didn't have access to woods or rivers or marsh or bayou. I was, I'm was i the oldest of six brothers, so I didn't have an older brother to take me. Uh, my dad worked so hard, he didn't have a lot of time to take us. But when he did, he was maybe a little squirrel hunt or a little bit of fishing, and that was about the extent of that. But like I found from a lot of kids who grew up either in urban or suburban areas, you kind of find the wildlife, just like we have Justin who is, lives in Gentilly, uh, a part of New Orleans, but he finds wildlife there. Uh, we fished in the canals, you know, and we, we hunted on little lots with BB guns and, you know, shot rabbits and stuff, and, and that was, you know, about all we had. And then it just kind of went on from there. But basically it's been a lifelong uh, passion of mine, and I've been very fortunate not only to be able to enjoy it all these years but also to make it part of my career. So it doesn't get any better than that. It's been great, and uh, thank you for asking. And, you know, there's been some studies that show – that if if kids are not exposed to hunting and fishing by the age of 10, it's very likely, unlikely that they ever will. However, I do know quite a few people who got a very late start in life in it and became very good at it and enjoyed it to the maximum. So it's really never too late to start enjoying wildlife and nature. All right, here's uh, Justin, the duck guy. He's not working. He's not duck hunting. He's not teaching concealed carry. What are you doing? Oh, he's listening to the show and spending the weekend with his one-and-a-half and two-and-a-half-year-old daughters. His wife is having a girls' weekend. She deserves it. I'm glad to hear you recognize that. You know, you take care of two toddlers all week long and maybe uh, work a job or whatever else you got going on. You need a little time off. So that's good you're giving it to her. All right, here we go. The only foul river, and this one is spelled F-O-U-L, that I know is in South Mobile County. That's from Ed Miller from Wilmer, Alabama. And, yeah, that's probably the one, the foul river in Alabama. Okay, Good doing that. Here's the backstrap stacker checking in from Clark County, Alabama. Fowl River is in Mobile County, north of Dauphin Island. Have a great day. Yeah, I guess it's uh, probably a mix of uh, brackish water, I would think. You know, coming from the bay like that, probably similar to some of ours where you can catch both species depending on the time of year. Uh, he says also Fowl River is a great place to go fishing and always had good luck in times there. That's from my friend, the Irish Coonass. Boy, I'm getting more and more texts. Everybody knows where Fowl River is in Mobile County. Next time I go to Mobile, and I go there a couple times a month, I'm going to have to check that out and see where the Fowl River Go take a look at it. Uh, BJ is going to the camp to miss a buck. Now, that's a defeatist attitude. Well, is this BJ saying that, or is that your friend? All right, um, here we have, any plans from Larry Reynolds, our head waterfowl management? The silence speaks loudly from him and his department. Do we have a plan for our waterfowl crisis? That is something you are uh, preaching to the choir there. I've been saying that for a long time. Uh, What is the plan? We realize that there's a crisis. What do we do about it? Do we just accept it and say there's nothing we can do? Or do we maybe revisit some of the laws with regard to what's considered legal baiting up in the northern part of the flyway. I don't know. It's going to come up again and again and again, and unfortunately more and more people are giving up duck hunting or they're actually leaving the state to go hunt ducks. And I didn't think I'd ever see that day, but it looks like it may be here.
All right, we'll be back. And, oh, i got to tell you about Ryan Lambert's harem shooting team. They're going to be taking on all comers at an event coming up next month. I'll have details for you right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, coming up on February the 27th, there will be a Gunning for a Cure Sporting Clays shoot. Uh, this has been going on for several years now, and it takes place at a great location, Stella Plantation, down Highway 39 in Braithwaite, Louisiana. Uh, beautiful old-style plantation. Uh, and what they do is they raise funds for prostate cancer. And the food, drink, raffles, auction, they've got a BB gun contest for the kids. They've got a, one of those bouncy uh, spacewalk things, I think they're called. And kids under 12 get in free. Well, there are teams that sign up, and they compete. And uh, our Bayou Wild team has been competing now for a few years. We're going to be back again this year. And shooting representing us will be the Captain Ryan Lambert harem team shooters. Now, you may have seen some of those on our Bayou Wild show. Uh, They consist of, uh, let's see, we have uh, Laney Wick, Sarah Giles, Martha Spencer, uh, Ashley Marshall, um, Janice Lamont, those are all some of our harem members that Ryan Lambert has put together, females who hunt and fish down out of the Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge. Well, they're all going to get together and come on out to the Gunning for a Cure. So you can come out, meet them, take some pictures with them, and most of all, compete against them. They're pretty good shots, so bring your shotgun. They've got all different gauges, whether you shoot a 12, a 20, 16, they provide the shells. Uh, the food and drink is, is off the charts. There's a big tent that's set up. Everybody goes through in the morning. They go shoot their rounds, and they give out the awards for the finishers. And i got to tell you, our Bayou Wild all-female team uh, won the all-female team competition last year. Not only because they were good, but I think they were the only female team shooting. But anyway, it's a lot of fun, and we'd love to see you out there. Put it on your date, on your calendar, February 27th. And if you want to get signed up or sponsor your own team out there or just come out and have lunch and participate in the raffles and the auction, go to gunningforacure.org. Great bunch of folks out there do a lot of volunteer work uh, raising funds for prostate cancer research. All right, another competition contest going on is the Bass Cash Bash. That's right. Go to BassCashBash.com, and you're going to find out all about how there's, there's over $2 million worth that is in tag bass that has been released for this year. And if you go catch one of these tag fish and you're not registered, they call you that guy who misses out because you won't cash in. You've got to be registered, and it's like 50 bucks to register, and you've got T-shirts and things like that. But you can win cash. You can win a boat. You can win a truck. And this is all over the place. They put fish in Sam Rayburn, Lake Eufaula in Alabama, Lake Gunnersville, Caddo Lake, Toledo Bend in North Louisiana, the South Coosa River, and they have an area called the Louisiana Delta. Uh, Sam Rayburn, it's already open and going underway. Uh, February 1st and March 1st are the starting dates for some of these others. So don't wait. Get signed up. It's like getting insurance. You know, if you you don't catch one, okay. But if you catch one of these fish and you were not registered, you will be you will not be happy. Anyway, check it out. It's BassCashBash.com. It goes all the way through July 4th. So you got a lot of time to catch those fish, depending on the area. Some areas will end a little sooner. But if you go to the website, all the registration and dates and details are there. All right, something else I wanted to mention. You know, from time to time, we tell you about some unique products that we find, and a lot of these products. In fact, these uh, 
these links to these websites for the Gunning for a Cure and the Bass Cash Bass, you can find that on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com and also on BayouWildTV.com. And just click on it. It'll take you there if you don't have time to remember to write down the addresses. But we also uh, talk about some equipment. Now, if you were not lucky enough to get one of these as a Christmas gift, it's not too late. Uh, it's a product put out by Quick Camo, and I discovered this just a few months ago, and it's very unique. It's a it's a, a cap, a hunting cap, camo, but what's unique about it is inside there is a drop-down face mask with eye holes cut out. So when you're turkey hunting, you don't want to constantly wear your mask. You want to put it on when the turkey's getting close to conceal, obviously, your face. Well, when you lift the hat, the mask drops down, you turn the bill around, because you don't want the bill in the front when you're trying to look down the barrel of a shotgun and get it up close to your cheek. Or if you're deer hunting, if you're bow hunting, you don't want that in the way of your bow or also your rifle scope. So you just turn it around and boom, in, in about less than two seconds, your face is completely masked. And I'm told it also prevents the spread of COVID-19, too. But anyway, if you want to get one of these, go to my website and click on a Quick Camo, Q-U-I-K-C-A-M-O, or you can go directly to their site, and you will get a 10% discount. There's a coupon code there on my site, or if you just put it in when you're making the purchase, it's DD, like in Don Dubuque, 44. DD44 will get you a 10% discount on those quick camo uh, combination, caps and face masks. Ideal for turkey, bow hunters, and uh, even if you're hunting up close and personal with a, with a rifle or shotgun. All right, let me get back to my text message here. It says, good morning, Don. I was thinking about Frank Davis. Can you give your memories of him and his humor? Oh, my, we don't have enough time for that. Frank Davis, of course, was the host of a very famous radio show, went on for years, moved into television, did the Fish and Game Report in New Orleans, who I uh, succeeded him in doing that. And Frank was, uh, he was, he was very good at a lot of things, cooking, uh, but he was most known for his, his humor. He was a funny guy. He loved life. He was, he loved to fish and, and hunt and, uh, we, we certainly miss him. In fact, we did a tribute to him on uh, one of our TV shows, Bayou Wild, and uh, had some of his field reporters and friends. We got together and had a memorial fishing trip in honor of Frank. In fact, the, the Frank Davis Fishing Pier is named after him uh, over there on the Seabrook Bridge. It's all, that's what it's called, the Frank Davis Fishing Pier, because that was one of his uh, favorite places to fish. All right, also we got, uh, let's see, enjoying this fine weather in the show. Getting uh, ready, let's see, oh, these text messages, when we get a lot of them, they jump. Getting ready for the Minimus Challenge. We're going to talk more to Eric Mohabarak about that. Looks like the big thaw will be, uh, i gotta, I got to straighten these text messages out. <laughs> he's got, and as always, he's got hot coffee, biscuits, and boudin. That's from the Lafayette Yakka. All right, well, I'll straighten these text messages out for our top-of-the-hour break. And right after this, though, we got Captain Darrell Carpenter. Give us a report on uh, what this winter weather is doing to the fishing down in the Grand Isle, Golden Meadow, Leeville area. It's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And here comes Captain Darrell Carpenter with a live fishing report. Darrell, good morning. What's happening down in the Grand Isle, Leeville, Golden Meadow areas? Uh, Don, just waiting on that sun to come up, man. And it's, you know, I mean, it's a, a nice wind's laid down to 22 miles an hour. And, you know, just it's supposed <laughs> to lay down. It's, it's supposed to lay down later as, as, as the day goes on. So, you know, just, just kind of waiting for the sun to come up and see what today will bring. Um, 
hopefully it lays down some and, and we can get out there a little bit later on. Um, but Wednesday and Thursday were, were our two good days this week. The, the You know, the wind laid down enough where you could pick and choose where you went. We got a little bit of water back. Of course, that doesn't change now with this last front. Uh, I, I don't recall, Don, having seen consistent low water. You know, we, we talked earlier this year about how consistently high the water was all year long, all summer and spring. Uh, but this fall, man, it I, it's the exact opposite. It's been consistently low all went along. But then again, we've had these fronts come through one after the other. Um, so, I mean, right now it's it's going to be tough. The next couple of days are going to be tough. The water's muddy, muddy, muddy. Um, you'll have to try to find some of those interior marsh areas, you know, maybe some of those dead-end canals and stuff that, that maybe has got some clean water in it because it's been so low and so windy and stirring the bottom up everywhere. Um, but Wednesday and Thursday did well. Yesterday, uh, I got some I got some reports yesterday from some of the guys on the side of the road that were doing well, fishing slow, you know, slow rolling baits on the bottom. Um, what was it? I guess it was Wednesday. They had some folks get out on the beach, you know, hit, hit some of those rock jetties and stuff. But they were holding redfish and sheephead. Um, other than that, it's you know it's just been kind of slow. I mean, who? There's a human factor involved in this, and when you've got, you know, when you've got the temperatures we've had with the wind we've had on that water, a lot of people just decided, you know, they'll wait for a better day. So, you know, like I said, we're going to be out there a little bit later on. I, I'm, I'm bringing dead shrimp with me. I'm bringing good old stick crickets because that's, I think you're going to need it today with, uh, with the dirty, nasty water. Uh, you're just going to have to plug away at it, hit the deep holes, and, and go slow. You said you had good days Wednesday, Thursday. Was that trout days, sheephead days, or red, or all? Well, there was a little. The, the folks that hit the side of the pits and stuff on the side of the road, they caught. If you get anywhere near those, and they caught some pretty. Good, now, look, I'm talking about good days. We're talking about 15 to, to 30 fish. Uh, you know, we're on the trout, on the sheephead run. You know, you get around the rock jetties. You get around the Fushan rock jetties were real good. The barges were good. Uh, the, the rock jetties in front of Grand Isle were good. It's, they had a mixture of sheephead and reds on them, uh, more so sheepheads than redfish, but but there were some good slot reds mixed in with them. So, you know, it's just, like I said, this isn't May, so you got to kind of pick and choose what, what you're capable of getting after, and, and you just got to be happy with what Mother Nature gives you. With all this west wind, wide tide range uh, is – Low water and mud flats a consideration for somebody going out. Oh, very much so. And the, well, the good thing is, you, uh, I mean, right now, and you know, I've said this throughout our entire career. If you if you looking to learn a marsh, now's the time to go learn it because when it's low like this, you know, anywhere you can get right now is going to have water the rest of the year. But it also exposes a lot of the banks. It gives you a lot of it gives you an explanation as to why you catch fish in certain places because you get to see what obstructions are there. You just got to be very careful. Make sure your insurance premiums are paid. Um, you know, but <laughs> it's 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 really you know it can be touchy. I mean, it's a good time to slow down and observe what's around you because you don't want to go running around a curve in a canal. You know, at, at a breakneck speed right now because it, you might be there for a while. Got it. Good advice, Daryl. Somebody wants to get a hold of you and uh, plan out a trip with you. Tell them how to get you. Well, they can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. 
Uh, we've got realscreamers.com, which is our website. Do some of the social media stuff or just pick up the phone. It's 225-937-6288. All right, my friends, stay warm down there. Put a few in the boat, and uh, we'll see you next week. That's what it's all about. It's Thank just you, that man. easy, right? Yep. Y'all have a good weekend. <laughs> Dow Carpenter. You too. Dow Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to Mike Gallo. He went on a quail hunt. He, I, uh, Jeff Brule. And Mike's lovely wife, Jacqueline, had a really good time. And my dog, Smokey, I am so proud of Smokey Lily. She did great. We'll tell you some details about that. We've also got Captain Eric Mohabarak, Paddler's Report, and Captain Ryan Lambert. Going to give him a chance to brag on his Cajun Fishing Adventures harem shooting team that has been just newly formed. I don't even think he knows about it. We'll be back with another hour of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And welcome into our number two of the Outdoor Show. Glad to have you with us. And we always welcome your text messages, questions, comments, 504-260-1870 is the way to text us during the show. And we got this one in. Don, used to hunt orange belly robins with my Benjamin pump when I was a kid. They were plentiful in numbers. What happened to those birds? Uh, robins uh, still come, uh, not nearly as in the numbers they used to. Again, a lot of it's weather-related, but uh, there's a, a migration that occurs each and every year, and they go back in the spring, and there's a good number of them here this particular winter. But as far as hunting them, well, <laughs> when you were a kid, I don't know, maybe the statute of limitations is run out, but it is illegal to shoot robins. They are considered a songbird. Uh, his Benjamin Pump, for those of you not familiar with that, is a twenty-two. I think they had 177 caliber two um, pellet guns, and um, I have been told that they are good to eat, but I'm not sure about that. Anyway, thanks for your text. Uh, here's one headed to work, Don. Refinery work, yuck. Come on, retirement life. That's from the pistol hunter. Just remember that work keeps you able to afford to go hunting and fishing. That's the good part about work. All right, here's one says, uh, Mr. Don, hope buddies in Quitman that's up in Mississippi, I believe. Have luck with a buck today. Red and Pat. Uh, there's lots of long beards. Uh, Big Mike from Bayou Liberty. Yeah, we wish them luck, too. A lot of deer hunting going on. Uh, some areas, the rut is already over. Other areas, it's kind of on the way out. And i got to tell you, over in Alabama, it's just getting prime time. They have that very late end of January rut over there in Alabama. All right, here's one, a comment on the whistling ducks. The, the black belly whistling ducks have been in the U.S. for years. They're expanding their range northward, as are many species. They adapt well to open areas, so a lawn, especially near water, is very attractive with or without feed. Being that they appeared here naturally without human assistance, they cannot be considered invasive in law. Now, according to the law, I don't. it'd be pretty hard to make a case that any migratory bird is invasive because they, that's what they do. They don't live here permanently. They just drop in. But uh, as far as a species that was non-native, yes. But, no, you'll never see them being put on an invasive species list where uh, it warrants loosening up of any hunting regulations. All right, uh, then we have, let's see. Uh, oh, okay. Is trapping in Louisiana a dying breed? It's about all but dead. There's a very, there is a Louisiana Trappers Association and a few people who still trap, but uh, the, the, the synthetic furs and, and uh, materials and also the animal rights has had an impact on that. Uh, trapping is just about over, and that's why we saw the big you know, overpopulation of nutria to where we've had to go out. And, now, nutria are being trapped 
because of the bounty on the tails. If you add up the bounty, which is about $7 a tail, I think, now, and the meat and the hide value, it, it is worth going out. But any trapper will tell you uh, to buy traps, the gas, the time, the skinning, the hard work it is for what you get is it's just not there anymore. So, unfortunately, I would say, yeah, trapping in Louisiana is pretty much a dying breed. And here's one. Let's see. Well, let me get. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. About the NASA Stennis rocket test going on. Uh, folks outdoors not aware may get a surprise when they fire off those motors. That's from the Colonel in Hammond. Yeah, uh, from a 60-mile uh, radius from the NASA Space Center in Stennis uh, over in Mississippi, uh, I think it's between 4 and 6, uh, you will be able to hear the, the kind of a rolling thunder sound from the rocket test. So if you hear that and you're out fishing up around the Pearl River or anywhere within that 60-mile radius, uh, don't be upset. We're not being attacked by aliens. It's uh, it's simply a test going on for to prepare for the, the, the moon voyage that's going to be coming up. All right, uh, let's see. i got some more text coming in about the crow. We'll get to all of that stuff a little bit later on. But right now we've got to get into our first break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Captain Mike Gallo. He was in on our quail hunt out at uh, Crane Creek Shooting Preserve. Had a great day out there. Tell you how that went. He's also got some fishing info for you, too. He does that every week right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our fishing report each week with Mike Gallo is brought to you by what is going to be a very popular phone number to call, CETO. On this, these are the kind of weeks where you really need them. But mostly it's just peace of mind knowing that if you do need them, they'll come to the rescue. They'll bring you fuel. They'll tow you in 24-7. They'll pull you out the mud. They'll jumpstart you if it's an electrical problem. Whatever the reason you are stuck, they will be there to make it right. Call them, 504 504- 301-4545. Captain Chris will be glad to sign you up. Or you can do it very easily online. Just go to CTOE.com and become a member. Captain Mike Gallo believes in them. And Mike Gallo, we didn't need CTOE out at Crane Creek in Poplarville. Bought a, a, a quail hunting. You couldn't ask for a better day. I mean, weather was perfect. The, the birds worked good for us. They flew very well. And uh, i got to give credit to Smokey Lily. She did a job for us. Pretty enjoyable stuff, huh? That was a very enjoyable day. Um, good to catch up with Jeff and yourself. You know, most of the time we're talking over the phone or listening to one another. So it's good to get together and spend a quick morning out in the woods chasing some quail fellowship. That's um, It makes you reset and ready to go forward with more work. Yes, indeed. You know, Jeff didn't waste any time cooking him. You saw that pile <laughs> of smoked quail he set up, huh? I did. Those looked very good. Uh, we we breasted ours and um, put them in a an egg wash and some flour and fried them up and they they very tasty. Um, so it's it's a it's a good meal, a good meal, and of course it brings back memories of the hunt, you know, as you're eating it. So um, it was a very enjoyable day. You know, Don, I wanted to mention um, when we when Jeff when Jacqueline and I got my stepson to that point where he wanted to actually do some hunting, that's where we went. We went to Crane Creek and those types of places where it's a controlled environment, but you're still hunting. And, you know, with a youngster, you get it, the dog is pointing. You got a, you got a little time span there where you could go over some last-minute instructions about firing the weapon and being safe. And um, it, it's not like it was when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, I put the shotgun over my shoulder walked right through the neighborhood, got to the woods, and went hunting. And nowadays, you're not able to do that. So 
So a place like Crane Creek is a great atmosphere to break a youngster in on hunting and hunting safely and um, still get that across to him until he is um, comfortable with a weapon. When you said back when you were a kid, I thought you were going to talk about when you had the spear in the club, you know, in the uh... – <laughs> Well, in I those days, <laughs> but you know, yeah. Well, me too. You know, the thing about that that quail hunting that I like so much about it is, of course, you watch the dog work, but it it also it, it's camaraderie. You know, we were joking and talking and laughing and staying together. If you go deer hunting like you did a few weeks, you know, you're in a stand all by yourself. And, you know, you, you get kind of lonesome. Uh, even duck hunting, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you can't really communicate, but it's so such a leisurely hunt when you do it like that. It's just a, a great sport. And uh, thankfully, you know, wild quail hunting is for all intents and purposes gone in Louisiana and many other states and even the states that have wild birds, it's very limited. So without those places, I mean, such a wonderful sport would, would really be gone by the wayside. And I'm glad you and, and, and Jacqueline, your wife, she really enjoyed it too. And it was great company to have out there. And I got to tell you, Jeff's a, Jeff's a pretty doggone good shot. Oh, he did much better than I did. I was thinking he said that I missed a few and he was lying. I missed a lot. <laughs> that's part of the fun well mike what can you tell us about fishing boy we got some really tough conditions out there this weekend west wind blowing hard dirty in water going to be some mud flats with the tide you know pulling out in conjunction with the wind what can you suggest for people that do want to sneak out and maybe catch some fish a little bit later on when it warms up and hopefully if that wind will die down yeah that would be my first suggestion would be to to wait a while no need to leave at the crack of dawn, uh, you could leave at 9.30 or 10 o'clock and let the water begin to warm up. And um, I checked with the marina. They don't have any live bait either over at the Wrigley's Marina. So you'll probably be fishing dead bait on the bottom, the deeper holes in some of the turns of the bayous may have the freshwater catfish, the sheephead, the black drum, occasionally a redfish. And then as the day warms up, you want to fish along the edge of the submerged grass, and bass will eat dead shrimp under a cork. They'll also hit a variety of plastics, small spinner baits worked along the edge of that grass. And there's been plenty of bass in the area. So you could still have a productive day, wait a little later. Boat position is very important when you've got a pretty strong wind. Find a bayou that you can drift if you're going to fish that style of fishing and drift with the wind. That way you're casting with the wind. You don't have a big belly in your line. You can keep your line tight fairly easy. And um, if you need to, you can power pole down when you come to an intersection or a drain coming out of the marsh and fish it for five or ten minutes until you feel you've covered that area. And then, you know, simply power pole back up and continue drifting. So, there's going to be some fish caught this weekend. Um, I would wait a little later in the day until I went. The deeper channels are going to be also productive. Areas like Gohegan's Canal and Venetian Isles, um, Eden Isles, the Lakeshore Canals, all of those nice deep areas will still maintain relatively clean water, even in a west wind. So those would be the places where I would be looking first. Very good advice. 
Uh, Mike, I don't think we can uh, we can part yet until we wish a, a very happy 96th birthday to a very good fishing buddy of yours and a regular listener to the show, Dutch Prager. Happy 96th birthday to, to Dutch. Yeah, I was able to sneak away and bring him a cake. Uh, we've all been talking about Dutch, and, you know, we all love him and fished with him for years and years, and his birthday come up this week, so I got a got a cake and hand-delivered it to him. We were able to socially distance out on the front porch, and um, he was very thankful of, to bring him a cake. And I know he likes cake because I brought him a cake one time on one of our fishing trips, and he enjoys a good piece of cake, so... I'm glad we were. I had a minute to get away and and bring that to him. So Dutch, if you're listening, happy birthday, buddy. He also said he's about ready to make another trip with you. He's back in shape, ready to go. Yeah, we get some good weather. We'll slip out there and see if we can't get him tied up to some redfish, a little warmer temperatures. Because that that trip across Lake Bourne, when it's cold, it gets numbing before you get to the other side if it's too cold. Um, but we'll get there. Exactly. There's plenty of time coming up. All right. You can find this guy I'm talking to on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. His site, AAOfLA.com. And you also find him on Facebook and also his telephone's always available. Give him that phone number, Mike. All right. My phone number is 985-781-7811. All right, Mike. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for the report so much. Sounds good, Don. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. All right. Coming up next, uh, we got more text messages. Somebody wants to know how to send me a picture. I don't see a way to do it on your website. Well, if you're on the website, look on the top right-hand corner. It says Contact. And when you put your mouse on that, it says Contact Don. That's an email address, and you simply attach me your pic. That'll be the easiest way to do it. Coming back after this, Eric Muhabarak joins us. It's time for a paddler slash Peddling Report. They got that minimalist challenge coming up with the Bayou Coast Kayak Club. We'll talk about that and get your report right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And our Paddlers Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid-City, New Orleans, Covington, and Baton Rouge. They are the headquarters for paddling fishermen. And uh, Eric Mohabarak joins us for a report. Eric, Massey's is on the North Shore is doing some special demos Tell us how someone can get a, a try-before-you-buy demo at the North Shore Masseys. Yeah, um, the manager over there is uh, Justin, and uh, you just call up and make an appointment with him. Uh, and this is all because of the COVID, and uh, New Orleans is in Phase 2 again, you know. Uh, so they're doing special appointments. Uh, if there's any boats you want to try, such as, you know, the Hobie Outback or the Revolution or the Pearl Angler, you just tell him and let him know, and he'll set up an appointment and uh and he'll take you out to the local river over there, and um, and you know you, you can try out different kayaks. Um, but it's by appointment only. That's the main thing. But you know they got plenty of other things over there you can go check out also. You know. Yeah, it's a great service they're offering. You know, yeah. uh, last week Brendan was uh, talking about the minimalist challenge that's coming up the next weekend. Give us an update on: Are there any spots left, and how does it work? And if someone wants to fish it, give us some tips on on fishing it because you're very familiar with it. 
Yeah, um, there as of last night, uh, Friday night, there was 18 spots left, which you have to sign up before before next week, before the, all the spots are going because it's a limited number of spaces. I think it's 135 places, and they're trying because of the COVID to have multiple launches this year, where usually it's just a single launch. Uh, the launches are going to be Golden Meadow Public Launch, uh, Topwater Marina, and uh, Leeville Public Launch. So that's three locations which spreads out the, the, the people, you know, so they're trying to, you know, work with everything and the laws and all of that stuff. Um, as far as I, I, I would go, oh, yeah, no, minimalist is where you get like five lures. Uh, who knows? Usually they're top water, spoon. Um, somebody said no corks this year. I don't know about that. You know, you get some plastics, a couple jig heads. Uh, one of the main things is not to lose your equipment. Uh, bring some super glue with you on, on them soft baits. You can, uh, you know, glue them to the jig head, which will stay on a little bit with, with, bit harder, uh, you know, better. And also if the bait tears, you can use the super glue to, to join it back together. Uh, or you can make it out of two if you have to. <laughs> it gets beat up because you only yeah. have so many lures you can use. Right. And what what do you suggest as far as which launch to use? You, you got three options: Topwater Marina, the Leeville Public Launch, or the Golden Meadow Public Launch. Which one would you suggest? Yeah, uh, well, I would suggest Golden Meadow because you got Catfish Lake, and, and you can fish a trout for that right there. And you can also fall into the marsh real easy. So it's kind of a close paddle too. So if you did have to make a change to another launch, like my second choice would most probably be the Leeville Public Launch. I would do Golden Meta first, and then then Leeville. You know, it, de- it depends. Though the wind, you know, could change, and you may have you know hit top water, uh, marina there. But um, I think my my, my two cho- first choices, my first choice would be Golden Meta. Second would be Leeville. You know, just because of the time of year it is and stuff like that. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. You know. Now, don't let me mess up your tournament. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so it should be fun for everyone, you know. Um, and uh, bring your wheels along with you. You never know when you might have to jump a highway, you know what I mean? That's always a good idea, you know, from the, one of the launches you can get to, you, you know. So, but uh, other yep. than that, BC, man, uh, BCKFC, I was going to give the address out. It's BCKFC.org. And and you can get signed up online. Now, as far as someone not interested in fishing a tournament but just wants to get out and put a few fish in the kayak, give them some spots to deal with it, with this kind of conditions we're looking at this week. Wow, today the weather, it's going to be a rough day today with the wind and stuff like that, um, low water conditions. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people are complaining about the low water. I kind of like it. Find uh, some deep, deep canals, you know, uh, Myrtle Grove, uh, one of them. Uh, they got... You know, Catfish Lake over there has got some deeper stuff you can find. Um, uh, you just find your deeper spots. Uh, like Mike said, the, the dead shrimp on the bottom is, is going to be what's ha- helping, dead shrimp under a cork. Uh, just your deeper stuff. And, and try and, today you're going to have to try and stay out the wind. But, um, some, you know, once the water warms up also, those reds will come out of them deeper holes and start cruising them, them little ledges. You know, and uh, sometimes they'll sit and wait and see if the the, the the water comes back up to get in the pond, you know. But uh, that, that's that's what I would do is, you know, wait for a better day if so. But um, low water conditions for kayaks just kind of gives you an advantage because you can get to spots where boats can't get to, you know. So because you, you, you're so running so shallow, you know. So that that's kind of my advice for what I do today, you know. Sounds good, Eric. 
Thank you for the report. We appreciate it. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, you're one of the very few. You and Explore Kayak are about the only two I know that are in the business of actually uh, taking people and providing the kayaks and the knowledge, and you actually go on the trip with them. Uh, If somebody wants to get a hold of you and and learn kayak fishing and find out what it's all about, tell them how to reach you. Oh, um, well, it's really easy. Uh, They can call me on the phone, 504-313-8292. and also on your website, Don Dubuque, the Outdoors Guy, uh, or they can find me on Facebook, the Louisiana Kayak Company. Um, you know, we've got one of the oldest ones around, so come on out and see us. We'd love to have you. Yeah, you just look for the guy that's a Captain Quint lookalike, and you got Captain Merrick, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be me. All right, Don. <laughs> okay, Eric, yeah. see you next time, buddy. Good luck to you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. There he goes. All right, coming back after this. We had four guys heard about how great the duck hunting was in Louisiana's, uh, by, uh, I'm sorry, Paso Lutra Wildlife Management Area. Well, they came here, and they did pretty well, but, boy, they broke some laws. And now they're our bad boys. Their story's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, checking our message board, we have a, oh, here's a happy 96th birthday shout-out to Dutch Prager from David Hubble and all the folks listening in Mobile, Alabama. And then we have this one, Why is Dutch a Nickname in the South? Now, I'm not sure, but and this is a guess, but, you know, his name is Herman Prager, Jr., and he's of German descent. So I would think, you know, the German word for German is Deutsch. So I think those nicknamed Dutch are probably from German descent and not Dutch like Netherlands or Holland. So I think that's my guess. But if anybody else knows why, and it is a, a common nickname, you hear people calling each other Dutch. But I think it's a, a kind of a translation from Deutsch from somebody who is of German descent. There is a pretty large uh, German contingency uh, along coastal Louisiana and also over in Texas, too. All right, here's someone looking for tips for catching sheephead. Well, my number one tip is structure, fish poles, uh, seawalls bridge pilings, anything like that, because uh, with those teeth, they like to, to scrape the barnacles and, uh, you know, they they, they, they kind of ambush predator um, bait fish. They are a predator. But I'll tell you what will really help you out if you catch our, our show, Bayou Wild TV, uh, starting on the week of February 11th. It's called uh, Giant Specks and Jig and Sheep. Kenny Krieger, who is the sheephead whisperer, uh, took us out along with Blaine Salter, who is with the jig and pole. And we did jig and pole fishing for sheephead in Lake Pontchartrain. We also have a nice feature about Kenny Krieger's Super Bowl record speckled trout. And John Foltz joins us to cook sheephead boulets. So make sure you watch that, and you'll learn a lot about fishing sheephead, not necessarily with a jig pole, but uh, some areas where you can find them and, and how to fish them. All right, we come back after this quick station identification pause. It's bad boy time. Four Florida guys made it this week. Their story's next right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Agents Lieutenant Adam Young and Sergeant Villery Reggio cited four Florida residents when they checked them on Pasolute Wildlife Management Area in Plaquemines Parish on January 6th as they were carrying hunting and camping equipment. 
William Berg and Donald Thomas, both of Deltonia, Florida, and Ronald and Clark Thomas, both of Sanford, Florida, were cited for transporting fully dressed migratory game birds, hunting migratory birds without a federal stamp, violating rules and regulations on a wildlife management area. Ronald, Donald, and Huey Thomas, oh, I'm sorry, I meant Ronald, Donald, and Clark Thomas, got him confused with another duck family. They were also cited for not possessing non-resident hunting licenses, state duck licenses, federal duck stamps, WMA hunting permits, and additionally, Clark Thomas was in possession of another hunter's birds that were untagged. William Berg also did not have a federal duck stamp. All four men were also unable to show proof of a valid check-in on the Passalute WMA. The agent seized 54 whole duck breasts and 13 whole ducks. So, facing criminal fines of $4,550 and 120 days jail time, plus another $1,640.40 in civil restitution to replace the value of the migratory game birds, are 60-year-old Ronald and 24-year-old Clark Thomas of Sanford, Florida, 30-year-old William Berg, and 24-year-old Donald Thomas, both of Deltonia, Florida, are bad boys of the outdoors. Whew, wasn't much more you could do, and i got to tell you, that's uh, migratory birds, federal defense, nothing to play with. All right, we have them every week, no shortage of bad boys. Coming up next, it's time to talk to Captain Ryan Lambert. He hunts not too far from there, a little bit upriver. We'll find out how his final week of duck season outlook is and also get a fishing report if you're down in the Plaquemines Parish area. We're back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the plastic man is Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. Good morning, Ryan, and um, I hope you don't mind me... uh, imposing on you and borrowing your harem team to to represent Bayou Wild in the Gunning for a Cure Sporting Clays competition. No, no, no. That's our harem. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 go right ahead. I hope you do well with them. <laughs> well, you, you, you need to be out there to coach them. You know, you give them all yeah. the shooting directions in the blind, so they're expecting you to come out there on February 27th. All you got to do is cross the river. You can come by boat or truck either way. Catch catch the ferry or run your boat over to Stella. I might I might do exactly that because uh, I got to get them leaning forward and getting on that weight on that left knee when they shoot. You know, that girls have a tendency to lean backwards when they shoot because of the weight of the gun. They need to step forward and get that weight forward to where they can swing. You know, it's I see that constantly you know in all girls you know 99 percent of them and it's because of the way the gun is too much for them but uh but my girls shoot pretty well, good now you got you gotta watch a couple oh, of yeah. them are really good yep well so, we got laney and sarah martha ashley janice we got them all lined up so you know it's gonna be a good time out there you know then there's a party afterwards and and people can come get their pictures taken with the harem members and all that but, yeah you need to get put it on your too. Need, a pretty good shot yeah, That's right. Might, yeah, might. yeah, we'll get them all out there. Well, it blew so hard out the west last night that we didn't go this morning because there wasn't going to be a drop of water. I mean, it sucked out of there. I yesterday. kind of I thought that. So I let the boys fish this morning. We, the low tide's 11.02, and I'm hoping it sloshes back in because, I mean, it it wasn't supposed to blow out the west, and all of a sudden we get this 30-mile-an-hour west wind all night. I said, guys, we can't hunt in the morning. I mean, it's got a negative 5 and a 30-mile-an-hour west wind, 
Our blinds would be three foot in the air. You'd be looking up at the blind. <laughs> so, uh, so we're gonna yeah, try to hunt the yeah, steamer. Well, you know, I mean, it's blue. Well, hopefully, it's a pretty big tide range. It's like one three or one five. So hopefully, it'll come up and get you enough water to put those uh, floating dumpsters out there. Well, what about the fishing? Where did they go, and what's the plan for the fishing this morning? That's not gonna be a picnic either. No, it's not gonna be bad. The wind really laid. I mean, it's it's nothing compared to what it was. And, uh, you know, because the tide's going to be so low, all the fish will be congregated into deeper holes. And, you know, it'll be taking, you know, it should be really easy for them to catch the fish. I mean, Cody went yesterday evening and really did real well. And then the uh, day before that, he got his limit and sat there and caught 20 or 30 more and just released them. And uh, I, I sight fished on the west side for both days, just schools of fish and you know try to get them on my fly rod the second day because i didn't i was by myself and and it just wouldn't take it they were very very spooky because when the tide is low and it's still falling they're very spooky but when it's coming back up then they relax a little bit then you get them but i didn't have time to wait for all that so i had to catch some uh, speaking of fly rods <laughs> speaking of fly rods uh I caught up with sarah she came over to the burbank park when they were stocking the rainbow trout over there with her fly rod and sure enough, she landed one. You know, she's she's really good with that fly rod. And she, she said she'd be looking forward anything. to going down there and doing a trip. No, she doesn't miss much. She does not. She gets around. It, it, and look, all of them like that is is so unusual for girls to to go after hunting and fishing like they do. Bow hunting, fly fishing, duck hunting, shooting quails. Got their own dogs. I mean, these girls are are all about. I mean, they're like us. <laughs> it's unusual to find yeah, girls that are passionate, passionate yeah. getting out there. And they're not waiting on anybody. They're doing it on their own, man. I, I'm so impressed <laughs> with those, that group. So, yeah, it's um, a good bunch of got, girls. Hey, we got to get us a rabbit hunt together. We got to try to get us some squirrel dogs and make a squirrel hunt. We got so much to do. <laughs> so I'm much so to ready. do, so little time. But we'll... We'll try to get it all done. Well, Ryan, if somebody wants to get you, CajunFishingAdventures.com, give them the telephone number if they want to call because there's still good fishing in which you got a week left of duck, and then it wraps yep, up until next September. One week, and that'll be it. Uh, I'm going to go to Mexico one more time, but they can call me at 504-559-5111. I think I got the 19th and 20th. I got a blind or two left, so and we're going to have some water. All the way until next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then we'll fight the tides again. But this week ought to be good. If we get some wind, we ought to kill a lot of ducks this week. Sounds good. Um, oh, by the way, I, I did make an exploratory woodcock hunt. Uh, the birds were there, but we only had one dog. Didn't have much dog power, and they wouldn't hold very tight for us. But we managed to shoot a couple. So maybe we can get that in before it wraps up. We're trying to put another one together. I'll let you know if we do. All right, let this dog ought to do that, huh? Yeah, I think so. I think so. No doubt about it. Okay, good. Okay, well, we'll do that then. All right, my friend. You All right, good luck on your hunt. Tomorrow. We'll see you. Okay. Right, thank you. We appreciate it. Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, we come back. We're going to wrap it up with some uh, some of your text messages that have really been flocking in this morning. I guess everybody's kind of holding out before they get out in the water, in the blind, waiting for the little warm-up to come and sun to rise and we got deer hunters in the stand. we got people all over the outdoors this morning. It's that time of the year. We'll be right back to wrap it up on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
All right, uh, catching up on some of these text messages. If I can't get to your text, sorry, there's so many come in in so little time. Here's one said, how'd your crow hunt go? Now, that crow hunt I talked about is with a group called the Crow Mafia, and it's not easy to get in with them, so I'm, I'm working on it. We haven't done it yet, but let you know when that happens. All right, here's a text. I'm 58 years old. My grandfather used to shoot robins in his backyard with a BB gun every winter. LOL, he would breast them out and put them in a gumbo. They are very good. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, good morning, Don. I'm up listening, but kind of sad. And had a second shoulder surgery Wednesday, so my hunting season is over. Can't even hold a fishing pole. Getting old sucks. That's the sad bow hunter. Well, I don't know if that's both shoulders or second shoulder on surgery on the same shoulder, but I had shoulder surgery and uh, didn't quit hunting. I got a light 20-gauge and learned to shoot one-handed that year. All right, here's another one. Don, when's best time to go catch redfish and where? That's Daryl in Winfield, Louisiana. Daryl, redfish, we are fortunate. You can catch redfish 12 months a year. Uh, Marsh areas, most popular, those are for the rat red size, those nice uh, 16 to 27-inch sizes. you got to go offshore to catch the big ones for the most part. They do come in the passes in October. But I would suggest if you're bank fishing, which you may be doing, uh, you can catch those in Grand Isle. And also uh, at times when the weather gets really cold and the tide's low, you can catch them off the banks around Shell Beach, Hopedale, and many other areas. So maybe check with some of the guides, too, They can, or the marina operators. They can really help you out. Uh, here's one that says, Momo used to make Robin Gumbo, the best cedar birds. <laughs> cedar birds. They're very good. God bless Momo Pichon. Yeah, they used to. Knew what they had to and make use of all of that food in the woods. All right, here's someone flying up to Stuttgart, Arkansas. I wish I was going with you to hunt ducks and geese, getting some great reports. Yeah, our friend Roland Cortez has put together a pretty great season, and you will see on Bayou Wild a, a speckle belly, early speckle belly goose season hunt that we did in Stuttgart with Roland. Very good uh, action there. All right, here's one. Lafreniere Park at times, thousands of black belly whistlers. Last year, end of February, saw several shovelers, which is a spoonbill, and a flock of dogree in the lagoon, seeing more and more coots year-round. Yeah, Lafreniere Park's a good place to observe waterfowl for sure, and that's kind of the same report Mary gave us. She was driving by there yesterday and saw the same thing. All right, here's one that says um, Convent Hunting Club checking in. With another rabbit report, they've got a seven-month-old puppy named Daisy looking very impressive. She's jumping and running rabbits all by herself. By the way, sugarcane season's over. Plenty spots to hunt. Always competition for the best spots, but shouldn't be too hard to find some rabbits this time of the year. Hopefully our group lands on them today. Good luck to everyone in the great outdoors. That's from the Convent Hunting Club. And, yeah, good luck to you guys. And, yes, this is definitely prime time for rabbit hunting. And here's one says, I think you are correct about the popularity of the name Dutch in the South. Isn't that how Dutchtown, Louisiana, got its name? Yeah, David, I think it did. And here's someone, I think I know who it is, said, you should wish yourself a happy, healthy birthday, (laughs) along with Al and Ben. Yeah, I get it. Did I miss the Bigfoot story? Um, We didn't have time to do it this morning. And anyway, I really wanted to get the lady who heard it firsthand and recorded it to kind of come on and tell the story so she can kind of put it in perspective. So we'll we'll let you listen to that next week. And we got Joey on the west bank of the Pearl River. Uh, neighbor lost her husband in early October, has two Hobie kayaks with the Hobie trailer. She would like to get out of the garage. Where should she list these for sale to a target audience? Thanks for the tip and keep your lines tight, buddy. I would say post it on Bayou Coast Kayak. Fishing Club, B-C-K-F-C 
org. Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. Uh, put a for sale on li- listing on there, and I'm sure you'll be able to, to sell them. There's a, that's probably the most uh, well-visited, uh, largest uh, paddling kayak website that I can suggest to you. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, thank you for tuning in this Saturday morning, as uh, you do every Saturday. Hope you'll be with us again next week. We'll kind of go over, you know, what happens during this week. Duck season's wrapping up, deer season. Uh, still got some time to go, especially if you like to hunt with a bow. Primitive weapons, there's a lot of season left for that. Um, also, the fishing winter time. I got to tell you, you know, a lot of people that fish coastal brackish areas kind of give up doing january february because it just gets so tough but i'll tell you with the advent of these bass showing up that's a whole new species that is very plentiful easy to catch and then you uh instead of catching bass as a sideline target the bass and you'll pick up some reds and drum and maybe some sheephead and even a trout or two as lanyard all right that's going to wrap it up thank you again for joining us we love talking to you each and every saturday morning and we'll be back here to do it again next saturday morning live from st hubert's cathedral on the north shore where you hear the outdoors with don dubuque radio network okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.